about, but it doesn't matter how you feel or, um, you know, sometimes he gives you like a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. You kind of know ahead of time what he's going to do. Like you shared with me something God was doing in the spirit. Um, sometimes we know ahead of time, but sometimes we just don't. And you come to church and all of a sudden, God just sweeps through and does something supernatural like he did today. And uh, we don't even know the effects yet of what took place, but something supernatural took place. Amen. That doesn't happen every day, but um, Miss Joan told me about that happening in one of my dad's services not too long ago where God swept through and it was just still silent and just the presence of the Lord filled the place. And she even told me that's going to happen here. And look at that. That was less than a month ago you told me that, so that was pretty cool. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God switched my message on me. He was speaking to me all week about how he's moving behind the scenes, and I thought that was for a message, but it was for me. <laughs> and then last night, um, I was like, well, Lord, because I couldn't get any more on it, and it wasn't enough for a message, and I thought that was a message. And I was like, Father, I just ask you right now, Lord, for your wisdom and your knowledge, Lord, as to what, Holy Spirit, what's on the Father's heart? Oh, Spirit of wisdom, I ask you. And all of a sudden, I got downloaded about the Spirit of wisdom. <laughs> and so I asked the right person, hallelujah. And so today, we're going to be sharing and talking about how important the Spirit of wisdom is. Amen? Hallelujah. So praise you, Lord. So let's start off in Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. Paul's praying. Paul's talking to the believers in the church of Ephesus. For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people, I do not cease. In other words, I don't stop. I don't cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I always pray that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives you deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. I, so let me just stop here. He always prays. Every time he thinks of the believers, he always prays this. Doesn't that show us how important and how heavy it is to pray that the spirit of wisdom be made manifest in our lives? So this was like a number one prayer that Paul prayed for the believers, that they would have the spirit of wisdom so that, and now he's going to tell us the benefits of having the spirit of wisdom, okay? I always pray that God of our Lord Jesus Christ would give, grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It gives deep and personal, intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know him, know the Father through the Son. I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, would be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you. So through the spirit of wisdom, you're going to know the hope. You're going to know and have expectation and the divine guarantee that you would begin to know by the spirit of wisdom that you'll begin to know the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his active and spiritual power that lives in us 
who believes. It's not something that is to come. It's something that's already there. And through, by having the, the spirit of wisdom reveal this to you, as you have more knowledge and more light, you walk in it. You walk in it. If we don't know we have a million dollars in the bank, you're not going to take advantage of it, are you? It's going to sit there. But if you come to the knowledge that you know that you have something, by wisdom coming to you, you can walk in it, you can have the benefits of it. Amen? So that's what the spirit of wisdom does. He reveals to us what's in our heavenly bank account. What has been deposited in us? What has God already given to us who believes in him? Okay? The work... Um, <clears throat> These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, whether angelic or human, or far above every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age, but also in the world that is to come. And he put all things in every realm, I love this. I think this is awesome. I think it's um, amplified. In, um, in subjection under Christ's feet and appointed him as supreme and authoritative head over all things in the church, which is his body and the fullness of him who fills all things and completes all things in all believers. The spirit of wisdom does all of that. He reveals to us all the power. He reveals to us our place seated together with Christ and the authority that we hold. He reveals to us the plans that God has for us. Amen. And so Paul's prayer is that we, on a daily basis, he's like, every time I think of you, how many times do you think of your spouse? Well, this is a great example. Every time I think of my spouse, every time I think of this person or that person, I pray that the spirit of wisdom would be opened up to them, would be revealing to them what God has for them. So he's given us an example of what we should be doing for other believers. Amen? For our family members. If, if, if they're in the darkness, it's because somebody needs to be prayed. That they would have their eyes open. Amen? That they would have a revelation by the spirit of wisdom. Out of all the prayers Paul prays and sees it's so important that every time he thinks of these believers, that he prays that they would have the spirit of wisdom granted unto them. He says every time he thinks of them. So that kind of, when I was thinking about that, I was like, man, that must be a really, really important prayer. And as I thought about it, I'm like, every single time somebody comes to me and, and being in this place of, of uh, you know, uh, where God's placed me and doing what God's called me to do, you have a lot of people on a daily, weekly, monthly basis coming to you for insight, wisdom, knowledge. And, and I don't claim to have any of it. But I do know somebody who knows everything. Amen. And I know you have the Holy Spirit, and you too can, can talk to him, but sometimes uh, we need counsel. Sometimes we need help. We need insight. We, we, um, sometimes, you know, we can't see past the wall that's in front of our faces, and somebody else is set up a little higher, and they can see past it, you know? So, so sometimes we go to somebody. Anyways, 
when we have the spirit of wisdom and we're struggling with something, we don't know which way to go. We don't know which way's up, which way's down. We don't know the answer, like me praying for this service. Lord, I ask you for wisdom. What is on your heart for your people? It's wisdom. <laughs> it's the spirit of wisdom. But when you ask, the spirit of wisdom reveals the plan of God. He'll direct you according to the Father's heart. This is why Paul prayed for the believers so that they then would know which way to go. They would know what to do, how to do it, how to live to please God, how they can walk in the anointing and the power of God. Paul couldn't be there all the time, so what he could do is pray that they would have the same revelation that he had, that they have a helper, and he's the spirit of wisdom. Amen? The spirit of wisdom gives us insight into heavenly realms, insight into the power that has been made available to us in us who believes. The spirit of wisdom gives us insight into who we are, what he created us to do, what God has in store for us. With the spirit of wisdom comes knowledge, comes revelation, comes understanding of who God is and, and what he can do in our lives. It's really so important that we walk in the wisdom of God. And we've been given him the spirit of wisdom. Paul found that the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, was the most beneficial advocate that he could possibly have in his life, in, in ministry. Otherwise, we're kind of like the world out there. You see the people out there. They're walking in darkness, and they're on top of that, they're blindfolded. Do you ever try to walk in the darkness in the middle of the night, try to make your way to the bathroom? We have, like, darkening shades, so it's real dark in our, our bedroom. But we've found our way, <laughs> and we figured it out. You know, you kind of, you know, reach in the darkness, and you find your way. But God doesn't want us to live life like that. He's given us a lead, a guide, somebody who can direct our footsteps, someone who can show us which way to go because this world is dark, but he's come to give us light. Amen? And, and, um, and he's come to reveal the light that's in us as well. And so Paul is trying to get over to the believers how beneficial and important it is and put weight on this spirit of wisdom. Now, I know there's seven spirits of God, but I'm focusing on this right now, okay? And he is so important to us, and it's so important. You know, the word of God says we have not because we ask not. He's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. And so he's not going to, you know, I know he leads and guides and directs us, and, and sometimes um, we don't listen. So sometimes he'll be like, all right, just do it your way. Come to me when you need me. <laughs> you know, I've probably too much. But... If we learn to just go to him right away, we'd be saving ourselves a whole lot of trouble, wouldn't we? Yes. And so as I was kind of, and he started downloading that, he started revealing to me throughout the last number of weeks how many times I have talked to the spirit of wisdom and welcomed him into a situation to show me, and how many times I call on him when somebody else is asking me for wisdom. I just invite him, and I ask him, and suddenly, out of my spirit, he gives wisdom and revelation to the knowledge of, not me, of God, of what God has for them to do, what they should do regarding this thing or that thing. And so he knows it all. How many of you know God knows the beginning to the end? 
right? He's written your story already. He knows the beginning to the end, and he knows which way, um, you know, is, is going to get you into trouble and which way is going to lead you along the right path. And he wants to show you. But we have to ask. We have to invite him to lead us and guide us. We are free moral agents. So I just want to show you um, a little bit. So Paul depended totally upon the Holy Spirit in his in his walk with the Lord. And actually, you know, we, we look at Paul's life and, you know, we know he was shipwrecked, mobbed, left for dead. And you would think kind of that, um, well, he was probably not, you know, going the way God wanted him to go. No, no, he was actually right here. It shows, it says in Acts 20, 22 through 24, and now compelled by the spirit of God, I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm not knowing what's going to happen to me, except for that I know in every city, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, warns me that prison and hardship are facing me. That's wisdom letting you know so that you can brace yourself, so that you can build yourself up, so that you can make a decision. I'm not going to be moved no matter what I see happen in this next city or in this next situation. However, he makes this decision. I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's thankful, and he, he kind of got a heads up he, about shipwrecked, mob, left for dead, being thrown into prison. He got a heads up that things were going to happen that didn't look pretty, but nevertheless, God was warning him by the spirit of wisdom what was ahead. So maybe the enemy couldn't come against him to say, oh, you must have did something wrong. You're headed in the wrong direction or whatever. Because sometimes people think things should be absolutely perfect if you're in the will of God. Well, guess what? I, I got to say that most of the time when we're smack dab in the perfect will of God, the enemy doesn't like it. So there are actually more attacks, not to be fearful, but there are a lot of attacks. Because why? Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy the plan of God. If you're headed on the wrong path, he's going to let you head on the wrong path. If you're headed on the right path, he wants to get in the way. So, but God strengthens us by his spirit, by his power, by his mind. We don't have to worry. And he'll warn us of things to come. Amen. I recently shared with you a story about how um, Jesus came to me in my prayer time. I mean, one of the most, um, probably my second, mo third most um, manifested uh, encounters with the Lord, and it was so real and unexpected, and it wasn't exciting news that he had for me. He said, I love you, my daughter, but I'm here to tell you there's trouble ahead. But don't worry, I'm with you. And yeah, good news that he's with me, but it didn't feel good even though I was smack dab in the will of God, what was ahead. And I, I just feel, I felt like when I was reading this about Paul, I was like, huh, that's exactly what he did for Paul. He warned him of trouble ahead. That is the spirit of wisdom that leads, guides, directs, shows what's on the father's heart. The father, a father, a good father, will want to warn their child that some trouble's ahead and brace yourself or this is what you need to do in the midst of it or whatever. He, by the spirit of wisdom, reveals because he has a father-loving heart for us that there's some things ahead. And don't worry, you're still on the right track, but be careful.
Don't give in to the enemy. Don't give in to what he's trying to say or trying to do. Amen? So we've been given the same spirit of wisdom who knows it all. But the thing is, is we have a free will. We have a choice to make. Anytime God gives us wisdom, anytime he leads and guides and directs us by his spirit, we have a choice whether we're going to yield and say yes or whether we're going to do it our own way. Word of wisdom, do it his way. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier than having to come back and do it his way. Anyways, um, so the spirit of wisdom and knowledge he shows us things to come. He reveals the heart of the Father, preparing the way before us. When Jesus um, came here and he walked this earth, he had everything he needed once he had the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom resting upon him. That's how he lived his life, listening to the Spirit of wisdom. The revelations of God given to him by the spirit of wisdom was, this is what you're supposed to do today. Go pray for this man. Go, go heal this sick person. Go preach to this multitude. Go meet here. Go to this synagogue. Oh, by the way, you're going to be almost thrown off a cliff here, but don't worry. Just, you're going to just walk right through that crowd. And he, things didn't move him because he was listening constantly to that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge, the download from heaven. And we have the same spirit that led and guided Jesus on this earth. Isn't that phenomenal? That's so phenomenal. So when Jesus walked this earth, he had everything he needed because he had the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of the Lord rested upon him. And by the Holy Spirit, his footsteps, like you and I, were ordered of the Lord. They were directed by the Father. Isaiah eleven twelve says, The Spirit of the Lord rests upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So Holy Spirit has all these attributes. Holy Spirit is seven spirits in one. And he comes, and when he rested upon Jesus, he had everything he needed to lead, to guide, to empower him, to do whatever it was that the Father had for him. And why Paul's praying for us is that we would have the revelation, that we would have this impartation of the spirit of wisdom, that we too, through the Holy Spirit, have everything that we need to live this life, to please God, to fulfill the plan of God, to walk in the power and the anointing of God. But without the spirit of wisdom, there may be a massive bank account with our name on it, with benefits of the believer that we don't even ever touch in this life, which is sad because it's for the here and now. What is it going to benefit us in heaven when we've got everything? <laughs> no, it's for here and now. Amen. So the Holy Spirit's job when Jesus walked this earth was to show him things to come, was to reveal the heart of the Father. And what do we know about God is that he doesn't change. He does things the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if that's how he led and guided Jesus through the spirit of wisdom, that is how he can do it for us as well. Amen? 
So John 5, 19 and 20, Jesus said, and he explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. The son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son, and he, because he loves him, he shows him everything he's doing. How? Through the spirit of wisdom. The revelation of God through the spirit of wisdom. The Holy Spirit shows him. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he's doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. So sometimes, I don't know if you've been there before, but I certainly have, you feel like you don't know which way to go. Sometimes we feel like we don't know which decision's the right decision. Do we move? Do we not move? Do we buy the car? Do we not buy the car? Do we marry this person? Do we not marry this person? <laughs> like, we need some insight here. We need some wisdom in life. How do we get it? And, and, and yeah, you know, call upon the Lord in the day of trouble and he'll give you rest. But the thing is, when you specifically invite the spirit of God and his wisdom, Lord, I ask you that you would impart unto me, open up the eyes of my understanding, let them be enlightened by your spirit of wisdom. Show me which way to go, Holy Spirit. Show me, spirit of wisdom, what to do, what's on the Father's heart in this situation when you ask, he says, you will receive and your joy will be full. He's not trying to hold back. It's just a matter of you asking. He wants to show you things to come. It's his job. He wants to reveal the heart of the Father. The Father wants things to work out for you. He already has a plan for you, and we already know from the last couple of weeks his plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. They're plans to give you a future and a hope. Well, how in the world can I get to that future and that hope? Well, the spirit of wisdom has been given to you, and he lives in you, and he will lead you and guide you by the spirit of God. So welcome him. Let him lead. Amen. I think a lot of Christians just go along. They love God. They go to church. And they just try to live a good life. Making all kinds of mistakes along the way. But God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be led. He wants us to be guided by the spirit of wisdom so that you know things aren't delayed. So that we're right at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, giving him glory. Amen. The Psalms 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. And he delights in every detail of their lives. So you mean he cares about the house we sleep in, the person we marry, the church we go to? He cares about all these details. Some people think, well, I don't need to concern him or to burden him, or I don't think he really cares about, uh, you know, and I'm going to throw this out there, but I, don't make me sound flaky. I don't know. I'm not trying to be flaky. Lord, what should I wear today? Lord, where should I go eat today? Okay, I do that. 
simply because it's easier than me trying to figure it out. <laughs> you don't have to do that, but I just welcome him into every situation because he knows me and he knows what's going to make me happy. And he knows you. And he's also concerned and delighted with every detail of your life. And in welcoming him, I must warn you, sometimes he tells you things you don't want to hear. <laughs> to do things. To react to people in ways you don't want to react. They're being rude to you and he tells you to bless them. They're mean to you and he tells you go hang out with them, do something. Wisdom, because he's concerned about them too and loves them. Amen? God will show us which path to take in every situation, every detail of our lives, if you will welcome him, invite him, the spirit of wisdom. I know in some passages it calls wisdom her. I'm going to touch on that too, and you're going to be confused. But the spirit of God is everything. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. Okay. <sighs> and she and love and <laughs> everything. God shows us by the Spirit if we will welcome the Spirit of wisdom to direct our footsteps to be ordered of the Lord. In John 16, 13, he shows us exactly the assignment as well as through what Paul prayed, but what God wants to do for us by his Spirit. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, that's good news. He's not going to tell you something false. So when you ask him for wisdom, he's not going to try to fool you. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. He, there he says, he will guide you unto all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. What is a word of wisdom? It's a word about the future. Who tells you that? The spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom, manifests himself, reveals to you maybe a, a good thing about your future or maybe a warning about your future to hold on tight, to hold fast to the profession of your faith because the waves are going to get a little bigger before they get calm. You know, the spirit of wisdom does this for us, for our own good, for our help. He tells us about the future. He shows us so that we will trust him and we will follow him. We talked about the last two weeks about God's promises prevail and how we can trust the Lord because he's always faithful to fulfill his promises. Whatever he speaks, he never fails to act. Whatever he speaks, he watches over his word, and he performs it. What's our job then? To believe him and trust him. Just keep believing no matter what it looks like. So when the spirit of wisdom comes and tells you about your future, our job is to just keep believing. And so Paul was warned. This is what's ahead, but I still want you to keep preaching the gospel. So he had some kind of assurance that God was going to bring him through because he still had an assignment to do. And maybe um, it didn't all feel good, but he knew that he was in the will of God by the spirit of wisdom. So inviting the Holy Spirit 
the spirit of wisdom to reveal to you what's on the Father's heart brings clarity and understanding, knowledge and wisdom to the situation that you're encountering. Young people, you could start asking the spirit of wisdom to reveal to you at the right time your spouse. That your eyes would be opened to see the person as God sees them. I know so often, and I'm not saying like don't write the vision, make it plain, whatever, but, but the thing is, is God gives us the desires of our hearts, but the also God also puts his desires in our hearts. And so I'm not saying like, I don't know, sometimes we make like a list. When I was young, Clayton at this point should be playing guitar. <laughs> but he's not. He's playing drums, you know, and he should have blue eyes. Come on. <laughs> but yet, God's wisdom knows, and who I was describing at the time was a boyfriend I currently had. So God, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> God's ways... His thoughts are a lot bigger than a teenage girl's thoughts, right? God knows who's going to compliment you, who's going to support you, who's going to be with you, no matter what. I'm so thankful for the spirit of wisdom to lead and to guide us even when we think, well, that doesn't make sense. But God knows. And so you could start praying for that spirit of wisdom to be revealed so that even though your mind is this small and God's is this big, you know, that you see it the way God sees it. Amen. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust in who? The spirit of wisdom. Trust what God's revealing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding to your own little list, to your own little idea of how things should be. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge what he's showing you. Let him lead you and guide you, and he will make your path straight. Who here has ever had a situation where you just didn't know which way to go? And I'm sure most of you called on the Lord. You asked him for his help. But, but what I'm telling you is he wants us specifically to ask him for the spirit of wisdom to get involved. If you ask for nothing specific, not saying, you know, God knows, but sometimes we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But now you're getting the knowledge. That if you ask for the spirit of wisdom to get involved, it will come so much easier and quicker, and he will show you which path to take. In all your ways, it says submit to him. Yield to him. In other words, do what he's showing you to do, and he will make your path straight. I think Clayton started telling um, Natalie the story, um, our, it's our daughter-in-law, the story about how he and I met. You want to share it? Okay. Okay. So you probably just know which point I'm trying to make. So, um, so anyways, so being young and a male, you know, he enjoyed the girls, dating the girls. <laughs> Until finally, and he's telling Natalie this, but he was making a different point at the time. But um, till finally he was just like, 
Lord, I'm done. I, I want a wife. I don't want to just date whoever. I want a wife. And so he surrendered it to the Lord and invited the Holy Spirit to get involved. Until he did that, it was just like, you weren't meeting the right person. And then he did that, and he, I kid you not, we met, what, a, a, within the month? Within the month, we met. Because he yielded to the Spirit of God to lead him and guide him. In all your ways, submit it to him. Until you submit that situation, until you stop trying to figure it out, try, stop trying to figure out which way to go. And I'm not just talking about marriage here. I'm talking about business deals. I'm talking about cars and houses and family decisions and jobs and, and whatever it is. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Welcome the spirit of wisdom to get involved, and he will show you which path to take. But he says when he does, submit to him. Yield to him. Surrender your ways to him. He'll make your path straight. He'll set you on the right one. Don't you want to be set on the right path? <laughs> He'll show us how we should live our lives as believers. We are supposed to be Christ-like Christians. We're supposed to be children of God, led by the Spirit of God. That's what the Word says. That, the, that um, Where is that passage? Romans 8.14 says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. The ones who listen, obey, and yield to the Spirit's leading. The ones who welcome him into their situation and follow it. They're my children. In other words, he's like, I'm proud of them. Yeah, that's my kid. You want to brag on your kid when they're doing a good job. I have a video. I was, I was talking to Jude about a message, this message, and I was asking him to, I recorded a little blip. It, he's not in here, but um, I don't have time, so. But I almost wanted to play it because it was so cute. <sighs> Parents are proud of their kids when they have the right answer. And I was asking him to tell me different ways, this is before I changed my message, different ways that God uh, works behind the scenes. And he gave me, at least 10 examples from the word of God of how God does miracles and how he worked and, and Jesus walked on the water and Noah in the ark and, you know, parting of the Red Sea. And I mean, he went on and on about God working. And it was like a proud moment. But you know how proud your father, God, is of you when you do the right thing and you have the answer? And the thing is, is he gives us the answer freely. But you just have to ask him and then just obey and submit. And then he's like, that's my kid. Hey, look at what my kid did. <laughs> he's proud of us for doing the right thing and yielding to him and surrendering that situation to him and welcoming him into that decision, life decisions that you make. When we're being led and guided by the spirit of wisdom, we can't go wrong. We can't go wrong. I remember, and I've shared this before, but I remember my dad. And like I said, the spirit of wisdom, he tells us about the future, and he warns us about the future. Like I shared my situation. My dad was on his way to a pastor's conference, had his bags packed, ready to go. And he, and he just felt like a, like a 
earned about it, like a, like a kind of a red light about it. But he was like, well, it's a pastor's conference, and I really just need some freedom and this and that. And he was ready to go. He was going to drive there. I don't know where it was. And he was going against what the spirit of wisdom was telling him to do. Going against the grain. If you ever feel like you're headed in a direction and you feel like a resistance in the spirit, ask him why. And uh, anyways, he's going against the grain and he stepped off the curb of the house to like actually leave. And all of a sudden he saw a flash of a major car accident with his car totaled. And he said, okay, I submit, I surrender. See, God's, uh, God's kind and, and, and gentle, and, you know, he wasn't forcing him to not go, but he's like, hey, just to warn you, I'm just kind of giving you a warning. Let's see if you listen. Let's see if you listen. Finally, he's like, all right, this is what's going to happen if you do it. Your decision, but this is what's going to happen. <laughs> not that he was going to cause it. It's just what was going to happen on that road. So he cares about what happens to us. His plans for us are good, but it's still going to be up to us. Are we going to listen to his plans? And how are we going to hear his plans unless we invite the spirit of wisdom to show us, to lead us, to guide and direct our footsteps so that they're ordered of him and we're on the right path? Amen. Third John 1, 2. Beloved, I wish, my desire as a good father is that you would prosper that you would be in health, that your soul would prosper. He wants us blessed, spirit, soul, body, and mind, because he's a good father. He wanted that for, for Jesus, and he did exactly that by showing him Jesus learned, like, I don't do anything on my own, he said. I only do what the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge has shown me to do, and I only say what he's shown me to say. Why? Because he didn't want to make a mistake. He wanted to stay smack dab in the will of God and fulfill the assignment that God had for him. And I don't know about you, but that's the plan. And his plans for me and for you are good. They're plans to give us a future and a hope. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health, that your soul would prosper. This is my wish for you. But would you please listen? Would you please invite me on the scene? So that I can give you the wisdom and knowledge that you need, the impartation that you need, stir up the gifts of God that you need so that you can fulfill the plan. Do you understand? We've made mistakes. Who's made mistakes before? Oh, now there's not as many hands. <laughs> Come on. We've all made mistakes, right? God, it's because God's plans for us. He wishes above all things that you would prosper. He wishes for us that we would be blessed, spirit, soul, body, and mind. But they're not automatic. We cannot blame God if bad things have happened. My dad could not blame God if he was warned and then still went on that trip and destruction happened. Are you listening to the wisdom of God? Or are you inviting him to lead and guide and direct your footsteps so that they are ordered of the Lord? They're not automatic. We have to follow his leading and invite him to lead and to guide and give us the spirit of wisdom. Why, if it was automatic, why would Paul have to pray for the believers? Some people were like, well, wouldn't God do that because his plans are good? No, Paul had to pray for the believers. 
So we should pray over ourselves, over our families, over our church family. Lord, I pray, give, grant unto us, stir up, grant unto us, impart unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that our eyes of our understanding would be opened, spiritually enlightened, that we would just know that we know that we know what you have called us to, the footsteps, that they would be ordered of you, that we would go the way you want us to go and do what you want us to do, and that you would impart unto us the life, the power, the glory, the grace that we need to fulfill it. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> So many people, Christians included, make such big decisions without involving God. They're just feeling. They're like in the dark and they're groping and they're grasping and they're feeling which way to go. It's like, it's like they don't even have the common sense to involve God, to welcome him to Ask him to give them the wisdom that they need. Like, God, are you in this? Lord, I ask you for your wisdom to lead and guide and make it so clear that we don't miss anything. He'll even show you which car to buy. And I, I, I know it's, that's a minimal thing in life. <laughs> but the thing is, is who here has bought a lemon before? <laughs> you had to fix it like 10 times after you bought it. Okay. So... God cares, we read that scripture that God cares about every little detail, right? And so we were needing a car not too long ago, and I was leading a, pa a Passion and Prayer Wednesday night service, and I was walking, and I was praying in the Spirit, and I'm praying in the Spirit, and I remember it, I was like right about right here, and I'm praying in the Spirit, and I see a red car. Now, Clayton doesn't love red. He thinks it's too flashy. He wants to be black, gray. You see it in all his clothes. He doesn't want to be flashy, so it's black and gray, always. <laughs> Maybe we can slip a navy blue in there, okay. But anyways, I'm praying in the spirit, and I see this bright red car, and I was like, somebody needs, needs a car, and it's red. And I was like, wait, we need a car, and it's red. <laughs> Literally, the next day, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even thinking of that moment, but the next day, I'm the one who hunts for houses and cars and stuff. And so the next day, he just trusts me. So the next day, um, I went out, and I looked and looked and looked, and... Um, this is funny, but I was showing him um, some other car on a lot, and I actually had a reservation to go drive a different car, and uh, he comes with me and to look at the first car, and then he, he sees this other car, and it was just a really great price, and this and that, and we test drove it. It felt like brand new, and, um, and just really just felt good, and guess what? It was red, <laughs> just like my vision, just like the spirit of wisdom revealed. And then after we bought it, we took it to our personal friend mechanic. He said, it's perfect condition. But God knows. We didn't know anything. We haven't had one problem with it because God knows. Amen? Um, and so God cares about the little details. He cares about you not getting a lemon because it's going to cost you money that you're going to have to ask him for. Not that he cares about that either, but why not save you the trouble, right? Hallelujah. So... We just need to understand that he's a perfect gentleman. He wants to be involved in every part of your life. God's plans for you are good. He wishes his desire for you is to prosper you, that you'd be in health and that your soul would prosper in every area of your life because we already know he's a good father. Everything good, everything perfect comes down from the father above, right? So then how come there's some not so good things in our lives? Did you involve him? 
Did you ask him for the spirit of wisdom to get involved, to show you and lead you and guide you and direct you? You probably can go back to that time and say, yeah, no, I probably didn't. Lord, help me to learn from my mistakes and help me to remember this most important message today and invite the spirit of wisdom to lead me and guide me and show me which steps to take. You're a child of God and you've been given the spirit of God who wants to lead and guide and direct your footsteps if you'll just invite him. Amen. Romans 8, 14 again says, for those who are led by the spirit of God, they're the children of God. If we'll invite him, he'll help us make every decision in our lives without the detours. I'm thankful for his mercy. <laughs> he, when we take a detour, it might take us a little longer. Have you ever gone on a road trip and before MapQuest especially? or Well, MapQuest is not even a thing anymore, but before um, GPS, and, and you would take a detour in your trip, and somehow we went on a detour on our trip with GPS, but um, it took an, extra took an extra two hours. It was a godly detour, and he was saving us, so. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> But it sometimes takes you a little longer to get there, but God's so grace, you know, graceful and, and faithful, he sets you back on the right path because of his mercy, amen. But maybe wouldn't, we wouldn't have to deal with so many problems or detours if we'd involve him in the first place. Yes. Mm-hmm. The circle's going round and round. <laughs> Romans 8.28. This is what we should know about God. We should know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. He's always working. There's the, the message right there that I was going to preach. He's always working. He always wants to work things out for your good. But we need to listen and we need to obey and we need to welcome him to lead and guide us along the right way. I wanted to rhyme. So... One other thing we have to understand is when, and I'm sure you've experienced this, but when God gives you his wisdom and his knowledge or his direction, it doesn't always make sense up here. It doesn't make common sense oftentimes. Uh, the numbers, maybe buying a house or, or uh, she's a realtor, by the way, that's why I said that, buying a house. The, the numbers, and he is too, if you need another one. Um, the numbers, you know, it doesn't always make sense, but God's directing you to buy a house or whatever. Maybe he just wants to make you some money. Maybe he just wants to bless you. Maybe you weren't even thinking of moving. I'm talking about us in the past. But God just wants to bless you. Or God knows how the market's going to be. Right? Or God knows your family's growing. Whatever it is, God knows. And he's always wanting to lead you and guide you and direct you along the right path. But we must involve him. He's always working things together for our good when you're called according to his purpose. He's always wanting to move you in the right path. But it doesn't always commonly make sense. He says it, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, My thoughts are not like your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So in other words, on your own, without involving him, you're totally, possibly, good chance, going to go on the wrong path. 
take a detour or two. Because his ways, I got one amen. How about another? All right. <clears throat> I don't even know who said that. James. All right. He says, as the heavens are higher than the earth. He has some experience in that area. <laughs> now God's setting you on the right path here. This is how you do it. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, God knows it all. He knows what's better. He knows what's best. His plans for you are good for a future and a hope. So why not just welcome him, the, the, the spirit of know-it-all, the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding, everything that's good and perfect comes from above. Why not in, invite him and welcome him to lead and guide and direct your footsteps? Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12. Man, time flies when you're having fun. I just realized what time it is. I might do it again. I'm going to do it. No. Okay, 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 14. Who will give me five more minutes? 5, 10, 15, 20. Okay. It's one of my dad's jokes. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 14. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. So it's not common sense. It's spiritual sense. The things we also speak, not in the words taught by human wisdom, but by those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts and spiritual words, not by, but a natural man doesn't accept or perceive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. In other words, it doesn't always make sense to your mind. He cannot understand them because they're not spiritually appraised. So your mind isn't always going to say, yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. But if you know it's the spirit of God and you welcome him into the situation and you feel peace, which is guarding your heart and mind in that direction, even though it doesn't commonly make sense, keep listening to the Lord because his plans for you are good. Amen. His plans for you are to work it out for your good. Um. I'm not going to read all this, but I'm going to give you the notes. Um, King Solomon was a perfect example of someone who received the spirit of wisdom. King Solomon. And so if you want to study on him, um, 1 Kings 3, 7 through 15, I'm going to read to you, but then you can write down 1 Kings 4, 29 through 34, and 1 Kings 10, 1 through 23, and 1 Kings 3, 16 through 28. Um, just talking about the magnificent wisdom by the Spirit of God that one man received. And, and, and this, is, this is how big the Spirit of wisdom could be in your life. How much knowledge and wisdom from the Father's heart you, could be imparted to you if you'll welcome him. So I'm just going to read the one passage. 1 Kings 3, 7 through 15. Now, O Lord, you have made me the king instead of my father David, but I feel like I'm a child who doesn't know his way around. In other words, you need help, right? And I am here in the midst of your own chosen people, 
a nation so great and numerous they can't be counted. Lord, give me understand an understanding of heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was so pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you've asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life, wealth, or death of your enemies, I am going to give you what you've asked for. And I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else or has, has had or ever will have. So nobody's ever going to have that much wisdom, but we can certainly have a lot more than we have. <laughs> And I will also give you what you did not ask for, which is riches and fame. No other king. Sorry, I lost my place. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon woke up and he realized that he had had a dream. God came to him in a dream. God revealed wisdom to him in a dream. And I like here that God is so pleased that he did what? That he asked for wisdom. And that shows us, because God doesn't change, that he is pleased when his children ask for wisdom to govern their lives and to fulfill the plan of God for their lives. And this is the one thing that Paul said, I always pray for you that God would give you the spirit of wisdom. Amen. I'm going to close with this. Proverbs 3, 13 through 20. This is what happens to you when you welcome the spirit of wisdom. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are for far more better than gold. It can get you gold and silver. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life like she did my dad. She, she showed him not to take a certain path, right? Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who will embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. By his knowledge and deep fountains of the earth burst forth and dew settles beneath the night sky. In Proverbs 2, 4 through 6 says, Look for wisdom like you would for silver. Search for it like hidden treasure. If you do this, you will understand what it means to respect the Lord and you will come to know God. The Lord is the source of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. They come from his mouth. He knows it all. He knows it all. Amen. Hallelujah.